no frown Friday. Come on, get smiley. If I throw in your way, throw it back my way. Even if you get cut off on the highway, don't frown, put your finger down, it's Friday. You're listening to Ryan Best Show. Oh, Madden Best Show. It's the Madden Best Show, episode 27. Very sweet that you celebrated your husband's birthday. He got the entire day to himself. No other attention on anyone else. No spotlights on other kids in the family or you. It was all about Sean on his birthday, wasn't it? I don't know whose day you were celebrating (laughs) yesterday, but it was not Sean's. Not only, I mean, it was one of those days where you're just like, I'm 41. Birthdays are just, you know, it's not like hats and candles all the time. Yeah. He did get to go out and play some disc golf, but I just think it's it's ironic. Here's my sweet husband who lives in a house of women. We have four daughters. There are just it's just a lot of emotions, a lot of girl stuff, and this sweet sweet man who just doesn't get much like time to do like man stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He just doesn't get really anything of his own, and so I just think it's the irony of all ironies that his birthdays. Also, at some point, has become Daughter's Day. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, babe. You don't get a bathroom cabinet. You barely get a shelf to yourself. And now you don't even get your birthday. Aww. Happy Daughter's Day. Yeah, we won't call it his birthday anymore. Let's just call it Happy Daughter's Day. Happy Daughter's Day. Did you know that Deion Sanders rates his kids? Uh-uh. He's got the ones. And he, out loud, he'll just say, no, you're my favorite. Now you're my favorite. And he'll have them in order of which ones he likes best. Like he'll say, you're my first favorite and you're second. And it depends. It'll change over time. Change from day to day. Yeah. Or month to month or season to season of what they're doing. Like he'll literally list their names in order. Like in August, you were my least favorite. You were my least favorite out of the X amount of kids that I got. Isn't that crazy? Would you, do you have favorites? I'll tell my kids regularly they're my favorite. All of them? Well, no, like one of them who picked up their shoes, Ah, you know, or one of them who said something really nice about me and complimented my outfit, then I'll tell them in front of the others, you're my favorite. But I don't tell who's my least favorite. And they, I think they all know they're my favorite at different times. Do you have a least favorite? I mean, there are moments where I'm like, you are the actual worst. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's all about balance. So before I sat down with your husband, truthfully, Throughout my entire life, I kind of looked at the Bible as like Paul Bunyan. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, eh, maybe there's some truth to it somewhere in some faraway land that never existed. I didn't even realize there were regions that were real on earth where things occurred. The history, and I'm not a history guy, but your husband talked a lot about it. Pastor Sean talked a lot about it when we were meeting about like the history of, and he was talking about locations and regions and things like that. And in the back of your Bible where the maps are, really help settle things into reality. Like, this is real stuff. Like Real places. But, you know, somebody who grew up with the Bible in their lap probably, and, and you are constantly around folks that were feeding you the truth. I was too, but I wasn't listening to any of it. And so to now even just this alone, I think in the back when you open that up and you see that it's like a real map back there, it starts to put a little bit more, okay, these are real people. Because I know I'm not the only person in the world that feels that way. They're real people. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be so cool to go. Yeah. Like to walk in some of those places. 
Well, it's not cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just thought because it was like godly just that it was. Squeeze in that international <laughs> trip to Israel. But no, I think it would be cool to not just be in the places where the, in the stories, but to see, like you're talking about, this is a real place. Mm. Like this movement happened, it started here and just spread you know, across the world, even as we are looking at, at church, we're looking at the book of acts. Like that's where the church started. Mm. Like it started in, in cities. It started in homes, you know, things that we do, like that's how this whole thing got started. It's just kind of cool to be a part of something so big. It's cool. Get out your paper Bible. Don't rely. We're not reading our Bible on our apps, on our iPads or our phones. We are reading it in the paper Bible for the month of October. Join us. Paper Bible Challenge. You're listening to Matt and my mom. This is the Matt and the show. So it seems like every episode I bring this up, but since it's, uh, <laughs> it was Daughter's Day, I really got into heavy thoughts about my daughters. Number one. Did. did you cry? Big time. Multiple, multiple, <laughs> multiple times by myself. Yeah. Just in thought gets you me did, crying. Just yeah. thinking oh. about your daughter. I sat down at the table oh. and at dinner last night. We were you sitting cried down. at dinner? I cried at dinner in front of a kid who I'm isn't sorry. ours. <laughs> oh. the, and then he's like, yeah, what do you think you're going to make her all uncomfortable? I said, she, we can't have emotions here. Is that, is that wrong? Is it wrong, oh. guys? To have emo- and then I got ultra dramatic and walked away, stomped away and cried more. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm sorry for laughing. No, I get it. I'm Here's sorry. And the reason I ask you this, the reason I talk to you about this is because I want to be laughed at. No, I'm just kidding. Aww. But the reason I talk to you about this is because I see this confidence that comes from you. So I'll get to that in just a moment. Okay. But so as I'm thinking about Daughter's Day, and I'm thanking God, and I'm just saying thank you so much for giving me these girls to take care of. And I'm just, I love them. I love my daughters so much. And I'm thinking about them growing up. And Lennon said at the table last night, she said, I've only got two more years with you being my big sister here at the house. And I started crying. Oh, I started crying. Of right, did. right. So I, I started want to crying. talk about that. No, right. And so, you know, I'm getting into thoughts. And the more and more I think about things that are going on, the more and more they grow, and the more and more they're going to be distant from you. And the more and more you got to let them go. And we've talked about this, how my trust in God. And I find myself in such worry. Even pulling out this morning and looking where the sun was so bright in the eyes of where Eden has to take a left on a busy street. Yeah. I sit and I worry about that. And what I was saying is I see you and your kids and you have this confidence about you. And I'm guessing I know exactly where that comes from. Does it, do you think it comes from, you know, they say ignorance is bliss. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> is it because I don't really, I don't, I mean, I think a little bit of it is there's an element of ignorance is bliss, right? I don't, I, I don't know why some people naturally just are a little more, Worriers, whether it's things that have happened in your past, trauma, or just, I don't know what it is. Why do certain people worry more than others? I do think my faith plays a, a big role in it, but there's a, a certain element of, I don't go through the list of, oh, you know, the sun is shining really bright on that side and she's going to turn left. Like, I, I just, I don't always think about mm. that. That's part of it. Yeah. But there, I do think faith there is an element of faith, but I'm also not on the other side of it. Just going like the Lord is taking care of her. Like I'm, I'm not like, I'm not just sitting in that space either when she's out driving to a football game with a friend outside of town. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So there is an element of confidence that comes the deeper, you know, you know, Jesus and the longer there is an element of understanding that he's in complete control. There are a lot of times people will say, you know, when you look at like political climate of the world and the things going on, like we should be, doesn't that get you? Like, 
I don't think it needs to like breed anxiety into me because there's a verse in the Bible that says, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? So now there is a time and place for us as parents to recognize like there are real things happening in the world and that doesn't seem like a safe option. And so I'm going to say no to that. But if I don't feel strongly that I need to say no and I let my child go do this thing, who can add anything? Who? How can I, I can't prevent anything bad from happening by worrying. Mm, do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And knowing that though, and consciously knowing that, yes. consciously saying that, consciously uh, working through, trying to work through that, mm-hmm. I know that. Yes. And that's the hard part too, is that I know that and I know the alternative and I know that where my thoughts can be. And I know that, and maybe it is that this driving stuff is so new Mm -hmm. and that you went from like, Hey, I don't want you crossing that street to now you're driving down it. Yeah. And it's just tough. And I, and I feel like I'm having a harder time than most parents, but I guess most parents don't have a podcast or talk openly about all of their fears and the things that they're insecure about. Like I do. Yes. Sure. But ultimately, does your worry make anybody safer? No, absolutely not. Does your worry make them, their cold go away when they're sick? You know what I'm saying? Does it make them any more confident too? Is that, that's the thing. I want to have her to be a confident driver. Not, and I don't want to parent out of fear. Yeah. I don't want to do anything out of fear. Ultimately. So I think the part of it too is the frustration of knowing what's right, but doing the opposite because you're kind of stuck in that rut. Yeah. You know? I just, I mean, I tell my kids this all the time, but just like ask God to help you. Like if you don't have it right now, just ask him to help you. And, you know, what are you putting in your, in front of you? Are you putting things in, in your mind, the media you're watching? Are you watching things that are breathing life and peace and hope and joy into you? Or are you filling them with you know, things that breed anxiety. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. the pod, are you listening to crime podcasts? Right, like right, if you right, listen right. to enough crime podcasts, like I won't let my kids leave the house ever. My right? new favorite website is kidsaccidents.com. Oh, Have you ever seen okay. it? It's great. So maybe we don't need to scroll <laughs> through that as your daughter is driving away to a, you know, a football game. But what kinds of things are you, you need to feed your what did it, my friend has a tattoo that says, feed your faith, starve your fears. Ooh. So what kind of things can you put in your mind and in your body that are feeding that faith and that trust in God, that God's taking care of it, that my worrying cannot add a single hour to anybody's life, but at the same time, starve that fear. Meaning when that fear creeps up, don't go down that road. Don't let yourself spiral. Try to do what you can to stop that thought and then instead read something about faith, right? Read something about how good God, God's in control and do something to grow that faith in you while letting that fear die. And like, that's the thing is I think, than- I think I am at a point sometimes is, is like in that place of in fear of losing them. Mm-hmm. And I'm just holding on so tight. I think it's a mindset shift from living out my days afraid of what I'm going to lose to just like, I'm, like, I'm just assuming that I'm not going to lose them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, rather than let yourself going down that road of what if, like, 
Why would you, why would you let yourself think that you might lose? I mean, I mean, I know you lost them, lost them for a season. Yeah. You were separated from them, right? but that's where the, you know, some people will say, oh, you're just ignorant that nothing bad could ever happen. No, I'm just, I'm moving forward as if good things are coming because yeah. I'm expecting yes. good things from God. I'm expecting him to be true to his word that, you know, he is, uh, he's going to, like the laws of the harvest, you plant and you, you reap what you sow. So you plant good things and you're going to see good things. You walk God's plan out for your life and he's going to bring blessings. So, but it is a mind shift change, especially after you have lost someone or people for, you know, that season, it is a mind shift change, but I'd say, man, move forward. Like, why would I even think about yeah, that? Yeah. That ain't going to happen. Right. It is true. And give yourself some grace. Like you said, this is a new season, yeah. right? It's, it, it. I think of when babies are little and you can Google it, but you know, when they're just about into this new phase, they like, like they're just about to sit up. They're just about to walk. They're just about to um, crawl. Like all those different phases they go through, there, there's this anxiety that comes up. Even in a baby, you can see it. They don't sleep as well. They seem just like a little agitated. It's like they're ready for that next step, but they're not ready. They're not mm. there yet. So I think you're kind of like that baby, Matt. <laughs> this is a new phase. You're just like leaning into this new driving thing. Like you, it's okay. Give yourself some grace. Cause like you said, in a minute, you're going to be like, oh, this is just like that thing that she does. Right. Did you used to get anxious when you saw her up on those parallel bars or the, yeah. the balance yep. beam? Yep. Just like, yep. ah. Yep. And then over time. And just... then you just got used to it. Right. This is just one more thing. Give yourself a little bit of grace. Thank you, Beth. I was walking to the soccer field the other day. Mm. I'm getting out of my van. I'm pulling my lawn chairs out. And I see somebody walking towards me. And I thought I knew exactly who it was. And so I gave a, oh, hey. And the closer he got, I was like, he is not who I thought he was. And it wasn't like I gave him this like little nod, like just a nod of acknowledgement. You it was said, oh, a, hey. oh, hey. <laughs> so I was feeling dumb, right? Walking the walk of shame all the way to field eight to watch soccer. So I get there. I set my two chairs down and I'm watching them get started with these cute little first grade soccer drills. And out of the corner of my eye, I see someone come and sit in my chair. It's my lawn chair. These aren't oh, just bleachers for everybody. Right. It's the chair I set up for my guest that was coming. And I didn't want to make eye contact at first. I'm like, I'm reeling from this. I just saw the guy I thought was somebody else who is coming into this chair. And I turn and it's Aaron Young. <laughs> chef, oh, chef, Aaron. sitting next to me at the soccer field. He is so funny and he does things like that. He came to church one day. He said he was going to run inside and just give me a hug and then take off running. That's the stuff he does. Yes. He came in with one of those liquid death water bottle, water cans. Yes. And right in the middle of church, he, he, he plotted it out until it got quiet to <laughs> open it. I'm like, why do you have to be disruptive all the time? And this is what people say it's about me. Why is from you. Right? But he's like at a 10, I'm like at a nine and a half. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? But Aaron Young, what an amazing dude. And check out his food, Chef Off Chef, uh, wham, bam, meal on a pan.com. If you've got a wedding coming up, or if you're just trying to feed your family tonight, both places, Aaron's going to feed you right. Wham, bam, meal on a pan, Chef Off Chef, get yourself some food. What a good guy though, too. Aaron was there in the middle. He... 
it cooked hundred, you know, hundreds of breakfast burritos that morning, and then he had a wedding in the afternoon, and he snuck over to make sure and see his daughter's game. That's so sweet. Now he was sitting next to me talking for a minute, watching my daughter's game, and his daughter yelled, "Hey, I thought you were coming to watch!" <laughs> and you're like, "Hey, hey. oh hey!" <laughs> So there's this this couple that was a really sweet couple. They both worked at Hy-Vee. And they were just young, cute Christians. Got married real young out of high school. And one day she was just like, what colors do you like? And I said, oh, I, uh, like red, red and white. She said, oh, okay, cool. So the next week I saw her at Hy-Vee and she gave me a bow tie that she had made. Aww. So this cute couple... And this husband of hers with these cool black frame glasses, just too cool looking. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sitting in uh, the parking lot at Hy-Vee and I see him and he's coming out and he's getting uh, carts and everything. So I open up my window and I go, yo, what's up, dog? What up, dog? Come here. Hey, hey, come here. Come here. And I already love this story. He looks around and I'm like, oh, this is, that's not how he usually reacts when I yell to him. <laughs> and he starts walking towards me and about gets about halfway. I realize it's a different high employee. <laughs> <laughs> and he came up and he had the most concerned look like he had to come because he was working. And some, some guy sitting in the parking lot had a question <laughs> as he's getting carts. Yeah. It just ended very awkward. I bet it did. I was just like, hey. <laughs> I need some good news, Your wrap-up is brought to you by Dr. Bo and Trinity Chiropractic. Get in there, see Dr. Bo, and feel better when you leave. TrinityChiro.com, 31st and O Street in Lincoln. Here's Beth with your wrap-up. Have you ever walked into the grocery store and thought, I'm just here for one thing, I don't need to grab a cart? Have you ever done that? And then as you walk, you just grab another thing and then another thing. The next thing you know, your arms are loaded down. You've got things falling out of your hands and you just can't carry it anymore. So you find that lone cart that probably somebody walked away from for a second and set your stuff down and you think, oh, I don't have to carry that anymore. Well, worry is kind of like that. There's this verse in the Bible, 1 Peter 5, verse 7 says, Pour out all your worries and stress on him and leave them there, for he always tenderly cares for you. This is talking about God. God wants to carry that heavy load, like that grocery cart carried that load that I wasn't expecting, that I just couldn't bear any longer. God wants to carry your load of worry, but how silly would it be of me to periodically, as I continue walking through the store, grab all those groceries and keep carrying them while I'm pushing the cart. While I have this cart, it's right here, right with me right now. How silly would that be? And so when this verse says, pour out your worries and stress on him and leave them there, that is our responsibility. God is like, he's like that grocery cart. It's like if we're walking with God and he's got this massive hiking backpack and he's ready and willing to carry all the gear, but we just hold it for ourselves. Like he can handle it, but our responsibility is not only to give it to him, but to leave it there. So when that thought comes back up in your mind or that anxiety comes back up in your heart, give it right back to God. Don't pick it back up. Again, you cannot add any time to your life by worrying. So let's give those cares to God and leave them there because he tenderly, always tenderly cares for you. I'm Beth and that's your wrap up. I need some good